Welcome to the Remodel Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Camille Finan, and I'm a female cabinet maker and kitchen designer in California. And I believe there is a revolution happening inside the construction industry right now. And more women than ever are thriving and living life on their terms in the construction world. Listen in as I interview my friends, colleagues, and women that inspire me working in the trades. A glimpse into the variety of creative careers, these women, their financial success, and freedom. Let's start the show. Hey, ladies. Uh, uh, happy Sunday. I'm recording with a young lady who is a carpenter foreman, Taylor, who's been kind enough to join us this morning. So Taylor, thanks so much for jumping on the show. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So you, um, you came across my desk through Barb Allen, who I absolutely love. And I know that you were pretty integral in helping, you know, you get started as a carpenter foreman. You're only, you know, you're young, you're in your early twenties, and that's just an incredible feat to have already happen. Um, Can you walk us through like a little bit of, you know, where the idea came from to even be a carpenter, right? And then how you like gave up the courage to reach out to Barb. I think that's just great that you took the initiative and you just sort of found somebody who could answer some questions. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Yes. Barb is a wonderful lady, great mentor. Um, Definitely love her. Um, When I was in shop class uh, in middle school, um, I initially did not want to take shop class because it was a, you know, the boys class, um, you know, didn't want to be in a part of that. Um, but if you weren't in art class or music class, you were required to take shop class. Um, and I was not in art or music. So was, which is why I got put in the shop class. Um, and then I fell in love with it. I had great shop teachers in middle school. They were phenomenal. Um, so when I transitioned into high school, I definitely knew I wanted to keep taking shop classes. Um, and again, great shop teachers um, in high school as well. So I took shop class um, every year throughout high school. And then my senior year, I did um, half a day like work study. And then pretty much the other half of my day when I was at school um, was mainly my shop classes. I took, I believe, three shop classes my senior year. Um, and then when it came time to figuring out what to do after graduation, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. Um, I knew I wanted to do something with my hands. I loved the hands-on aspect of shop classes and the different variety of things we did in there. Um, but I had no idea like where to go with that. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have any family in construction, so I had really no basis to go off of as far as like you know, understanding that there were careers in construction, very good careers. Um, so I decided I was going to be a carpenter. <laughs> um, and to me at that point, um, a carpenter was somebody who built houses. I didn't realize the whole realm of it. Um, I didn't realize, you know, that there was a commercial side to construction. Um, so my counselor um, at the time had suggested I maybe reach out to some females in the construction world and kind of see what they did. So I had a better understanding, a better idea of how I go from here. Um, so I had Googled females in construction, um, and Barb Allen's name had popped up. Um, and I sent her an email saying, basically like, help me. I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know where to go. Um, 
you know, I, I have no idea. And she was kind enough to respond, which I was not expecting. Um, and she actually invited me down to J.E. Dunn's headquarters. Um, mm-hmm. She showed me around. Um, she took me to three different job sites, showed me what those looked like on the commercial side of things. Um, and then she talked to me about her path and her route on where she started and where she is now um, yeah. and introduced me that I could actually go to college for a degree in construction management um, and have a degree to help me in like the management side of construction. But at the same time, she told me if I really wanted to have the hands-on aspect of it, that JE Den would be a great partner, a great company to work for because they give me that opportunity to work in the field with my degree. I love that. Yeah. I think so, so often on myself, it took me years to like figure out the whole breadth of what it means to be a carpenter. Right. And that's what I am too, as a carpenter, finished carpenter, Mm -hmm. but it took me years to like, just learn. There's like a thousand ways to be a carpenter. (laughs) There's so (laughs) many directions that you can take it. Mm -hmm. And I love that she gave you a really great, like broad spectrum of, she physically took you to the job site. Yes. See it in action. Then she mm-hmm. talks about like the more mental academic part of it, the management, mm-hmm. the construction, you know, how you could move up with that. Mm-hmm. And then also the combination of the two, right? It's not just yes. one or the other, which is exactly why I started my own business was because I mm-hmm. liked, I liked working with my hands every day, but I liked the mm-hmm. mental part of running a business, which is kind of like yes. you know, being a construction project manager, right? So right. I love that if you're the type of woman who likes the physicality of it and using your brain, like those mm-hmm. things are not exclusive of each other. They're like your hands and your brain, like go together, <laughs> right? It can yeah. be, I just yes. love that. That's mm-hmm. fabulous. Um, and so, okay. So you went to school, you went to college mm-hmm. and got your, your, um, so did you get like a construction project management degree? Uh, yes. I got my construction management degree. I graduated uh, December, 2019 from the university of central Missouri. Um, and then while I was in school, I was actually fortunate enough to be able to do two internships with J.E. Dunn, um, which is really where I think my eyes opened into, like you just said, what a carpenter really is, the different options with carpentry. Because um, during my two internships, my first one was um, as a concrete carpenter, so concrete formwork. And then my second one was interior, so more finished carpentry. Yep. Um, and that's where I really realized I really liked the concrete formwork side of it. Um, and I I chose the finish. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. So when I graduated from, um, UCM in December, I got hired on full-time in January with J.E. Dunn. Um, and that's where I started my, uh, concrete carpentry, uh, career from there. And I absolutely love it. Yeah. And see that just that most people are like concrete carpentry. I don't understand. <laughs> right. No, mm-hmm. I know because I've done some concrete work, but can you explain how you are a carpenter, but you're working mm-hmm. with concrete, like exactly mm-hmm. what's happening on the job? Sure. Yeah. So as a concrete carpenter, um, that just means you are mainly building formwork um, for things that are going to have concrete poured into them. So that could be um, walls, that could be columns, footings, piers, um, our slab pours for decks. Uh, really anything that you need to build, whether it be edge form um, or uh, we'll even work with like piriform systems for the columns and the walls, um, just different things like that, that requires you to physically put a form in place and together that concrete will be poured into. And then eventually the form will be wrecked off of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think (laughs) a lot of people don't even know like how a foundation is made. 
on mm-hmm. a house, right? And so it's mm-hmm. basically we build like a, imagine like if you took a cardboard box, but you're building mm-hmm. out of wood, then you pour concrete into it. And then when mm-hmm. it dries, you remove the cardboard box from around it and you have the shape of the cardboard box. So, you know, mm-hmm. we use wood to create concrete structures, right? And mm-hmm. then other things you said, there's now, you know, when I grew up doing it, it was very rough and rustic, right? <laughs> and we'd say probably fairly unsophisticated, but I, you know, nowadays, I mean, the concrete work is incredible, right? It's like very yes. sophisticated. Then you have, you know, structural, you have reinforced, right? I mean, there's just, mm-hmm. there's so many types of ways of doing concrete, thus carpenters, like an integral part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, what is like, what's your favorite part of the concrete work? Like, why did you pick that say over finished work? I think a lot of it went into that. I really like the fast pace of it. Um, I mean, I feel like, like you explained, you know, you put your form up, you pour it, you wreck it. That's a pretty fairly quick process um, with turnaround time. I, so I liked that. Um, I liked the hands-on aspect as far as I could physically see the work I was doing um, being a huge part of whatever project I was on. Um, Cause like you said, it could be a foundation or footings or something that's physically holding you know, the building up. Um, and I think that's really cool to step back and see and be like, oh, you know, I was a huge part of that. Um, so I think just that aspect of it was really neat to me. Yeah. It's like very tangible. That's what I, yes. when I finally realized like what I was missing with my first career was mm-hmm. I need to see the results of my labor every mm-hmm. day. Yes. Like, yeah. It's rewarding. Like literally every day almost. <laughs> right? yes. yes. Yeah. So, and I also liked the really fast paced and the variety, mm-hmm. right? Like every day was something new. Yes. Um, you know, if you're doing the same thing, it's still slightly different, different, different yes. job site. Maybe it's a di- slightly different workers or there's some extra detail or, mm-hmm. you know, you just never really stop learning. So I find that right. people that are, that do well in these trade in the trades really enjoy learning and um, mm-hmm. something new on the job every day, right? Like we probably get bored easily in mm-hmm. life if we did exactly the same thing. Yes. Um, so, okay. And so you've been there for a couple of, couple of years. And so mm-hmm. what was, I always like talking about like the first day because I feel like first days of things are like when you take that chance to like make that, send that email, right? You could have yeah. just not sent that email thinking, oh, she's never going to respond. So I'm not going to even take the step, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you took that first step, right? So yes. when you graduated from school, mm-hmm. it's, you walk across the stage, your parents are proud and then you get the job, which is super mm-hmm. exciting, right? Your first real job. Yes. What was it like, like the very first day? Like, did you have your, your bags? Did you have your outfit? Did, were you just sort of like show up and then you got your outfit and your bags? Like how prepared were you or not? Like, what was it like mm-hmm. the very first day? So after I graduated um, from college, when I got assigned full-time, I was assigned to our KCI airport project um, here in Kansas City, which is a huge um, airport project that they're doing renovations and then a completely um, new rebuild of our airport, um, which was a super cool project to be on, especially for my first one. Um, But showing up for the first time, (laughs) keep in mind, it was January. um, And like I said, I've never done construction. So yeah. my, my internships, they were, I've done two, they were both in the summer. So I'm used to the heat. I'm not used to it yeah. snowing and being outside and working. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yes. So I show up in January, you know, I think I've got warm clothes on. I think I've got everything ready. I feel like I'm prepared. 
Um, I'm nervous. You know what I mean? I don't know any of the guys out there. I have no idea, you know, what to expect. This is a much larger project than I've interned on. Um, so I'm nervous, but I think, you know, as far as everything else, I'm, I'm ready, I'm prepared. Um, and then I get out there and it is absolutely freezing. (laughs) Like Um, lizard level cold, I would imagine. Yes. Very cold, snowy, icy, rainy. Um, and anybody that works with me knows I hate the cold. I would much rather it be like 130 degrees and sweating versus it being cold. And of um, course they, they can't see you, but you're very thin, you know, you're yes. lean, like you don't have any body fat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that was definitely a learning experience. It was definitely times, especially during my first few months when it was cold that I thought, oh my goodness, I don't know if I can do this. You know, I don't know how these guys have done it for years kind of thing. Um, yeah. but it was more of a mentality thing. The more I got to know the guys, the more I was physically putting work in place, the more it was like, you know what? I can deal with like the crappy weather because this is so cool. I really love this job. The guys that I work with are great. Like I can't think of another job I'd want to do if I left because of weather. So other than that, I mean, that was like the only negative side of it. Um, And honestly, I feel like that is still the only negative side of it. But um, no, it was great. So just so we know, because we like talking mm-hmm. clothes and stuff, we are still girls, right? So we don't <laughs> mind talking talking girls. Yes. I mean, talking clothes. So what brand do you do you wear that works the best? What brand do you physically recommend mm-hmm. for very cold weather? Yeah. So um, actually, one of the things that I was taught taught by the guys out there um, because I was bundling up so much and I felt like I couldn't stay warm was they told me you need to have a good base layer, like an insulated, you know, base layer. Um, so I like cuddle duds for my base layer, um, which is just like long johns and like a long sleeve shirt. They're thin, but they do keep you warm. And then they said on top of that insulated layer, you actually need to wear, um, like loose layers because it traps your body heat, um, Mm -hmm. versus if you just pile on a ton of layers. And I didn't realize that until they told me, and I tell you, it makes a world of a difference. Um, so for base layer, I would definitely say like cuddle duds or something similar to that. Um, and then as far as like bibs or outside gear. Um, I really like Carhartt bibs. I just feel like they fit well and they're insulated good. Um, and then other than that, I'm surprised that still works. That's what I have. That's what I love. Yes. I was thinking maybe there's some special thing that I didn't know about yet. Okay. (laughs) Those are my favorite (laughs) too. Yeah. And then what about like rain though? Like, do you have waterproof? Mm -hmm. I mean, well, your shoes, your boots are probably waterproof, right? So like, yeah. Like my boots are waterproof. Um, and then as far as rain, really the only thing I do differently is I have like a little windbreaker that has a hood, um, that I can throw on like on top of a hoodie or something like that to kind of just shed the rain off of me. Okay. What are your, what's your boot brand? So I really like Keens. I feel like they are great for one. Me too. That's so, I love it. (laughs) I love it. That's great. Well, I always like asking about that. What's your, what's your hammer? Because you've probably heard my show. And so mine is the stiletto titanium, but what's your hammer? I use an East wing. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you you don't mind the weight of it compared to, I don't know. Mine's a, mine's a 19 ounce. Um, and so it definitely took a little bit of time to get used to, um, but no, I love it. It's, it's great. Have you tried the, the stiletto? I have not. I've heard a lot of great things about it though. So I might have to try. You better get your hand on one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It might make you a believer. And again, you've only started. So after you've done it for Mm -hmm. 10 years, your, your elbow is going to notice the difference, right. Of the weight. So um, okay. So we got a little bit off track, but that's still, that's great. So that was the beginning part. And then yes. how long do you think it took you to kind of like 
you know, do you think within like six months you were like, okay, I, I like this. I like the groove of this. I like the timing of it. Like when I get up and when I get off and I like how much I'm getting paid. I like the people <laughs> I work with, like, was it like within yeah. six months that you're like, okay, this is like legit. I actually like this. I honestly feel like it was probably a little bit before that. Um, like I said, I obviously didn't like the cold and I started in January, but I, other than that, like realizing, like you said, the pay, the benefits, the great group of guys I work with, um, the actual job of what I was physically doing, um, you know, just the whole realm of it, the, the lifestyle that's there. I, I think I've just fell in love with that. I would say pretty quickly, you know, within a month or two, it's been, it's been great. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, okay. So you, I assume you get up early, right? Like I do fairly, fairly early. And then you yes. get off, you get off earlier though. Right. Yeah. So a typical day for us, um, in the winter time is seven to three 30 in the summer, we start a little bit earlier just because of the heat. So we'll do six to two 30. Yep. Um, so on an average day, I get up about four 30 and then I'm usually home by about four 30. Um, okay. four days when we do deck fours are different. I'm usually up about one 30 and then home again by about four 30. Um, but those are, you know, once a week, so they're not too bad. Once a week you do that. Yes. <laughs> oh, and you still, the girls listen to that once a week, she gets up at one 30 and comes home by four 30. That's a long ass day and you still like it. See, there's something yeah. there, right? The fact it that is. you're doing that and you like it, girls, listen, there's something super fun about construction. Okay. It is. Yeah. That's fabulous. Um, okay. So you like the physical part of it and, mm-hmm. um, do you like, what did your parents think about this whole, like, I mean, cause, cause you're physically doing it. So, yeah, and just so, and all that, like, how do they feel about it? Different than when I first started. So when I first told them when I was in high school that I wanted to do, um, carpentry construction, um, they were not thrilled. <laughs> um, yeah. like I said, I don't have, I don't have family in construction. My dad always did, um, like side work. Um, he's a, yeah. he's a captain for a fire department here in town. Um, and so he, on his off days would, you know, build decks or remodel basements, things like that. So when I was little, I was always around that. I grew up, you know, following him around, which I think is also, I mean, being a fireman's a physical job. So it is. Yes. Yes. Um, so growing up, I always kind of followed him around and I feel like that's kind of initially what sparked my interest in all of this is seeing him do it. Um, but they all at the same time did not realize, um, how good of a career in construction could be. I don't think they've realized a whole lot of the good benefits, the good pay, um, just really anything about like the commercial side of it. I think they were like, I was focused on, Oh, I'm just gonna be building houses or, you know, it's not great money where I'm going to be around guys all day. And so they were, I think more nervous than anything. Um, I'm the oldest child and my parents only have girls. Um, so I think that was another thing for them that they just weren't, you know, used to weren't certain of. Um, so actually when I reached out to Barb Allen, that was part of my email was that, you know, my parents wanted me to go to college and, you know, they weren't thrilled about this idea of me working in construction. And I had, I didn't know what to do because I wanted to do it, but at the same time, you know, you don't want to disappoint your parents and let them down. Um, so what was great about Barb was that after she talked to me, took me on those job site tours, she actually asked, you know, would it help if I talked to them and kind of told them, you know, the same stuff that I've told you and told them about like my path and everything. And So I was like, yeah, that would be great. And so she sat them down and talked with them. And I think that eased their minds so much. It helps them a lot to realize, you know, okay, well, there are other females that do this. There are other successful females that do this. It's a great career path and great job. Um, 
And it's more than just, you know, just swinging a hammer or, you know, whatever, you know, that they had thought about. Um, So that definitely was kind of like our beginning period. Um, Now, I I believe that they're very proud. Um, They definitely like hearing my stories about the job sites. They definitely are excited for me about the good pay, about the good benefits. Um, And that, yeah, they really like that I do this job. That's, yeah. Yeah. They see it as Mm -hmm. that it's really legitimate. And I know. Yeah. You know, for me, that's part of the reason for the show is to, mm-hmm. is not just for the, you know, young women like you to legitimize mm-hmm. what you guys are doing and celebrate what you're doing, but it's also just for parents, hopefully, mm-hmm. to listen to all the incredible women that have been on the show. And you're now part of that group of like, no, this is like a seriously legitimate career yeah. industry to be in as a woman. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think so few parents really get the actual accurate stories, right? Right. Um, in the industry, you know them, but if you're outside the industry, mm-hmm. the average, like my neighbors, you know, who have children don't hear mm-hmm. these stories, right? Usually. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that's part of what has to happen in the, in the industry is we need to get more in front of more parents. Yes. These types of examples. Um mm-hmm. So, uh, okay. So that's, I I just love that Barb took the time to actually talk to your parents and your parents were open to that discussion and then really supported you. I think it's fabulous. Mm -hmm. Um, so how long, okay. So now you're a foreman. And so sort of that process, like how'd you go from, you know, the first couple months, Mm -hmm. you know, swinging the hammer, making the forms to becoming a foreman. Sure. Yeah. So, um, the way the JE Dunn works is if you have a college degree, you can pick your path of either project management or they call it field management. Um, so project management would be more of like the scheduling, estimating, um, dealing with subcontractors, that side of work um, in the office. And then the field management is what I do, um, which is where you are outside, you know, wearing your tools, working with your hands um, during the workday. And then at the end of the workday, you are given, um, you, I don't know what you want to call them, your office tasks, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. where you do your, your pre-planning, you know, you're making sure you are on schedule, you are on time, on budget, um, you have things ready for the next week, the next day, um, and just keeping up on the paperwork as far as that goes. Yeah. So I chose to do the field management because like I said, I love the hands-on aspect and I'm so grateful J.E. Dunn allows us to do that. Yeah. Um, and then the way J.E. Dunn has it tracked for their field management side is that when you start, they call you like a field engineer one, um, which is equivalent to a trade foreman one. Um, and then I've just recently been promoted to a trade foreman two. Um, and then after that, would my next step would be like superintendent. Um, so that is my goal eventually is I would love to be a superintendent running a job um, and then just kind of keep working my way up from there to, you know, superintendent two, and then eventually a general superintendent. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. it. You have like, I mean, that was going to be one of my questions was mm-hmm. you, you obviously see kind of unlimited opportunity and this mm-hmm. is just one company, right? Yes. So right. There's hundreds, you know, thousands of different kinds of concrete construction companies, mm-hmm. who build hotels, who build airports, who build all kinds of things. Right. So yes. this is just all this variety and opportunity mm-hmm. in just this one amazing company but you can also go laterally 10 years from now, five years from now, whatever, and mm-hmm. work for another company and have a whole different right. experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So you feel like there's definitely unlimited opportunity. I do. Yes. That's awesome. So, um, so let's talk a little bit about like the money and the pay and just, 
how, you know, I, I try to get across to so many people just how mm-hmm. lucrative financially it can be to be in the trades. Yes. Another like misnomer that I think a lot of people don't realize how much money you can make, right? So you definitely mm-hmm. feel like it's lucrative. Like this is, you can build a life on this. You can buy a house on this. You can absolutely really be um, successful financially. You really can. Um, I had no idea that you could be like successful in construction just because like I said, I had no idea about it. I didn't have family in it. I didn't really know anyone in it. Um, so I just hadn't heard about it. And then when I was starting to get into this and people were telling me like how much that they made an hour, I was like, Oh my gosh, I've never heard of anybody making that much an hour. Um, so it definitely blew me away, but yeah, I mean, it has been such a blessing. I mean, I'm almost 25 and I've already bought I'm on my second home. Um, and then I've been lucky enough to be able to buy, you know, vehicles and things like that. So yes, it's definitely a great living. Um, if you know, you're smart with your money, it's, it's definitely something that's fantastic. Do you feel that as a young woman, it, Mm -hmm. it changes the fact that you don't have the ability to make your own decisions? Like, you don't feel pressure to get married if you don't want, you don't feel pressure to necessarily, you know, I, I see so many women make decisions based on money because mm-hmm. the man is in charge of the money or mm-hmm. he makes more money and she doesn't make enough to actually, you know, buy her own mm-hmm. house. Like, do you feel like that gives you a confidence just with picking a spouse as well yeah. or like I, your choices mm-hmm. in life personally? Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely lucky enough that, um, my boyfriend and I, we live together and he is also in the trades. So he, you know, definitely supports me in what I do, which I'm lucky for that. Um, but yeah, it definitely does give me a sense of like independence, um, and confidence that like, you know, I, I would be okay on my own or I I am okay on my own. Um, but yeah, it's definitely nice knowing that, you know, I can provide for myself or even just the fact that, you know, I don't need to like lean on my boyfriend or lean on my parents or, you know, that I, I am able to be, financially successful on my own and can, you know, provide for myself. And then someday, you know, when I have children provide for them and be able to give them a good, a good life and a good living. Yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. lovely. I love that. Thank um, you. So, okay. So you're, I mean, there's like nowhere to go, but up for you. <laughs> I think this is fabulous. Um, Thank so you. What, what are you expecting to do next year? I mean, obviously you're in winter now again. Yes, we are. <laughs> you're probably looking forward to summer. <laughs> I am. <laughs> um, other than that, like what are some fun projects that are coming up that you might mm-hmm. be looking forward to with your with your company? Sure. So right now I'm currently on our, they call it three light luxury apartment project, um, mm-hmm. which is in downtown Kansas city. And, um, that's exactly what they are. They're luxury apartments. Um, so it's been, um, seven stories of parking garage, and then they have an amenity deck on top of that, which includes like, you know, the pool, the spa, the fitness area. Um, and then on top of that, we have, oh, let's see apartments and we, it's a total of 26, uh, stories. So it's been a really cool project, a lot of concrete, which is phenomenal for me. Um, But we are actually coming to a close on concrete here in about February. Um, So after that, I'm not sure. Um, We've got some really cool projects coming up. We have the Casey Current Stadium, um, which if you don't know what that is, that is our uh, soccer team here in Kansas City. Um, So that's a really cool project. I know a lot of people want to be on just because it is such a, you know, a big part of Kansas City. Um, so we definitely have that one. We have a couple of uh, jails coming up, some hospital work. Um, so I'm not hundred percent sure where I'm going to go, but 
We've got a lot of exciting projects coming up. It's going to be fun and interesting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I didn't even think about that. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, like you're, you might be building a a stadium one year, right? You Mm -hmm. might be there for a year or whatever. And then the next year building an airport and then you're building maybe a a rail system or a like, Mm -hmm. that's really, I can see how fun that would be to just really understanding, be a part of how all these like structures that you now live around Mm -hmm. were built Right. And, and they're massive and you get mm-hmm. to really see them from the ground up. That would be super exciting. It is know? super exciting. Yeah. Fabulous. And I've been fortunate enough that in the just a few years that I've been with Don, I've been able to do an airport, a school, a library, and now apartments. So I've definitely got a lot of variety, which is wow. super nice because it's like what we were talking about earlier about how, you know, day to day is always different, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. You mm-hmm. never get bored with that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, fabulous. I love this time we've spent. And I think this, this little conversation is going to help some other young lady out there feel like, wow, this is like really legitimate, really possible. And in a very short amount of time. So, I mean, I just thanks so much for, you know, being on the show and sharing a little bit of your story. And I just can't wait to see where you are in just like five years. I think it's going to be fabulous. Thank you. for listening to remodel your life i sure have enjoyed being with you today and if you really like our show we'd love it if you would subscribe through itunes you can always send us feedback through email at camille at remodelyourlifepodcast.com and i'll see you next week thank you for listening to the remodel your life podcast This episode has ended, but your remodeling journey can continue. Head over to RemodelYourLifePodcast.com to access all the resources, tools, and links mentioned in this episode. Until next time, get your hands dirty and create the life you want from the foundation up. And thanks again to Blue Apron. I just love cooking with them and so appreciate their support of my show. (laughs) 